all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Say they gon' be them Saints. Powered by Overtime Media. Hello and welcome back into another edition of the Who Dat Discussion. As always, my name is Andrew, and we are coming at you from the Vivid Seats studio. Use promo code OVERTIME in the Vivid Seats mobile app to save up to $100 on all ticket purchases. So, this is going to be a big game for the Saints. This is going to be our preview of the Saints versus 49ers game. Biggest game of the season, probably. Saints win this game. They have the fast track to the number one seed. I think they're if they win this game, they're going to win it by week 16. They'll clinch it all up, and then the playoffs will go through the Superdome once again. But the 49ers are in their way, and the 49ers are going to come up. They're going to obviously play some good sound football, and they're coming off a loss. So you know those great teams don't lose two consecutive games, and the Saints are obviously going to have to, if they're going to win this one, they'd give the 49ers their second straight loss. So to me, it's going to be really interesting to which Saints team we see, which 49ers team we see. A lot of really interesting things. We're obviously going to go into a really deep uh, preview into this one, as this is the Saints' biggest game of the year. So we're going to get all into that because it's really important. And uh, this is this is going to be the game of the year, probably the regular season here. If the Saints win this one, uh, I mean, there's no question that they're contenders. They're ready to go, and they're ready for the Super Bowl run. If they lose, then you're kind of looking like, mm, I don't know, like, you know, when was the last time you really beat a good team? You have to go back a little bit. And then, you know, obviously you want to see the Saints coming off all these division games. You want to see them play a non-division opponent, see what that's like again. And I think that's all going to be really interesting to look at because playing division opponents is completely different. And I think you have to put weight into that. So I think that's going to be interesting to see as well. But as always, we'll start with our notes, then go into our intriguing matchups, and then finish off with our group-by-group preview as we always do. So starting off with the notes, the Saints have a 53.7% chance to win this one, and they're favored by 2.5 points. But usually, that means the teams are basically equal, because usually they give minus 3 to the home team, especially the Saints are so good at home, they're going to be uh, able to give those minus 3 to uh, that team, so the Saints do that. And they are projected to win in both the matchup predictor from ESPN and then the um, the, the odds. But this game's going to be really close, and I bet a lot of people could say it's going to go either way. And a lot of people are you know love the 49ers. They're like the NFL's darling right now. And it seems like not everyone's so high on the Saints. They haven't played their best football. I think we all know that. But they're still the team that I think everyone has to look at and try to beat because right now the Saints are the number one seed. And that's kind of our first note. The Saints were able to take the number one seed after the win for the um, Seahawks on Monday night. So the Saints get that number one seed, and now you're on that fast track. You went out, you have the number one seed. And I think the Saints obviously have to look at that, and you're like, okay, ready to go. And you got to do it. And if the Saints were able to beat the 49ers, that means you beat the best two teams in the NFC West, and those probably are going to be your two biggest competitors. Really, besides that, you're probably looking at the Packers as another big team, but they're looking more and more like pretenders. So the Saints are going to have to step up, play gritty, and get this win. They're playing at home, which is going to be a huge advantage for the Saints. You obviously have to look at this and say the home crowd's going to be there. And, you know, they're going to help the Saints, obviously. But the Saints are going to have to do this on their own merit, obviously, because the 49ers are a great team. Some kind of just awards that the Saints, some Saints players won. Uh, Cameron Jordan, after that three-and-a-half sack game, wins Defensive Player of the Week. And Michael Thomas wins Offensive Player of the Month. These two players are probably the best two players right now, how they're playing on both sides of the ball. Michael Thomas, 110 receptions. Um, you know, 1,290 yards, six touchdowns. He's been able to really step up, and he's been the best receiver in football by far. I think we all have to look at that, and how are they? How the 49ers going to stop him? I think is going to be really interesting, and we'll get into that later. But obviously, they have Richard Sherman. 
getting older but still physical, solid cornerback, and we'll see if they put him one-on-one and see what Michael Thomas can do against Sherman. I think that's going to be really interesting to look forward to. Also, the Saints, um, it's going to be interesting what they do with Cam Jordan. The 49ers offensive line is really good. They're coming in one of the best offensive lines in the league. They're able to run a lot of zone runs, um, a lot of uh, a lot of those schemes, and they're able to really um, get ahead of the ball, get Jimmy Garoppolo into good situations, and then they're able to make big plays. So that's obviously going to be really interesting to look at as well. So Cam's going to have to stop that. He's going to have to get to Garoppolo, and he's going to just pin his ears and go. They will not be playing crush rush here because he, obviously Jimmy Garoppolo is not a running QB. So Cameron Jordan's going to be able to get after uh, 49ers QB with Garoppolo, but I think it's going to be just really interesting to look at you know where the Saints are going to go from, from there because hopefully you have Cameron Jordan playing really good. Davenport playing really good. And then once your defensive line's going, that's going to help everybody else. And especially with um, the linebackers, uh, A.J. Klein and, and Kiko Alonso, probably not going to play. They did not practice on Wednesday, so that's not boding well for them. Also in the injury report, real quick, Taron Armstead was limited. That's he probably now going to play, I would think, now. And Zach Lyon was also limited, so that's really interesting for the Saints. They will probably get their left tackle back, but they probably will lose um, two out of their three starting uh, linebackers here. So that means they're going to play a ton of probably nickel and if you have to go into that three linebacking set they did sign um manti teo so a reunion there i think that's really interesting really good depth piece so we're going to get into that um on another note but that was a really good depth piece and coming in here so the saints did a good job there obviously the saints coming off this win 49ers coming off a loss against the uh, ravens and how did the ravens beat them the saints probably should take that formula you know, that they just played complete. They punched him in the mouth, the Ravens, and they were able to run the football with Jackson. And I think the Saints are going to probably have to do a similar thing in this one, but I think they could. You have the running backs to do it. You have a good offensive line to do it, especially if Armstead plays. The Saints have the offense to do it. Now, the, Ra- the not the Ravens, excuse me. The 49ers are going to come in here with a star-studded um, defensive line. Obviously, they're going to have a star-studded, just complete defense. Their offense is a great complement to that defense, and they're going to be able to probably... Um, you know, control some of this game. So you're going to have to play that grind-it-out battle, and I think that's the way the Saints win this one. So, I mean, look, obviously the lines are going to be big. You're going to have to win some battles. You cannot have 10 to 12 penalties. That's not going to work. So the Saints are going to have to obviously shore up their team and come in here and get a big win. So that's obviously going to be um, really big. I think the Saints, especially with their defense, if they can control this game, the Saints will score enough points. I kind of I trust Drew Brees to do that. So I think all these notes are kind of just like, Look, the 49ers, they're coming in here with the second-ranked offense, the second-ranked defense per points. The Saints are coming in with the ninth-ranked offense and the 11th-ranked defense by points. Now, I don't really love points because the Saints give up just a ton of garbage points. Honestly, I, I'm surprised someone hasn't like put that out, that this, like how many, point, how many garbage points the Saints have put up because it has to be the most in the league by far because their defense, once they get up by like 14 points, it's like you play this like like this not just like this. Obviously, they're sagging off with the back end, but then in the front end, they're like going after the QB. I really don't like that, but it's whatever I guess Dennis Allen does. So I think the Saints are a little better than what they are ranked, but still, the 49ers are the second uh, really ranked team by, by at least points. So the Saints are going to have to come up. Now, I know they, the schedule that they've played is very favorable, but still, they're a great team. They've been basically, when you're looking at this roster, there's not one point where like, I want to hit that because you just don't see it. I mean, especially the defense. The defensive line is just... Very good. It's the best in football, in my opinion. You have Nick Bosa, DeForest Buckner, Eric Armstead, Solomon Thomas, D. Ford. Just down the line, their second, you know, their like their second string is like a, definitely a starting defensive line for a lot of teams. 
And then you have Fred Warner for the linebackers playing at a high level. You have Cher playing at a high level. Greenlaw playing at a high level. And their back end has a lot of really great veterans with Jimmy Ward, um, Richard Sherman, obviously. You have Emmanuel Mosley. They're, they're going to come up and they're going to play they're going to play their style of football and they're going to at least try to and you're not going to be able to like showboat on them you're not going to be able to throw deep passes especially how the Saints offense is made i mean really the only def- the only defense that of all offense excuse me that really kind of solved them was an the offense that can throw the deep ball with Russell Wilson and they're they have lots fast receivers athletic receivers and then they can throw the deep ball with Russell Wilson and the Saints on the other hand do not have the athletic receivers to do that besides Michael Thomas who probably will get doubled, and they're going to now, I mean, look, who are you going to double? Michael Thomas or Kamara? You're doubling Thomas, and then if Kamara can't do what he was able to do at the beginning of the season, you're going to see some trouble, because last week, you see the Saints, um, or you see the Falcons, excuse me, double Michael Thomas most of the game, and they leave Kamara one-on-one, and Kamara wasn't able to win. Now, you go back into, like, the week three game against Seattle, they double Michael Thomas, but Kamara is able to win, and the Saints are able to put up 30-plus points. I think that's going to be something really interesting to look at in this one, because I mean, when you're looking at it, if they only could double one of them, obviously, but if one of them is not playing at their high level, then you're going to see a huge uh, regression in the Saints' offense, and I, and I do think that is really interesting, and it's going to be really big that Kamara's going to have to step up, and then you need Jared Cook to step up, and you're going to need a lot of guys to step up, and uh, I, I think they could. If the Saints could run with the three, with like those three skill position players, with Thomas, Cook, and Kamara, they'll be just fine, and they're all playing very good, or they're playing at their normal good levels, the Saints will be just fine. If they're not, like they haven't been in weeks past, you had um, Cook drop touchdown passes, you have Kamara not really breaking the tackles like he used to, you're going to see some trouble. But again, that's kind of just really is what it is for the notes here. Coming in here, again, I think Kamara, I think he's going to have his first 100-yard rushing uh, game this season, and uh, I think he's going to do it this week. I think the Saints are going to be able to block him up with Armstead coming back, and the Saints will be able to control this game through the run. Look, it's going to be a close game. We'll get into our intriguing matchup, what the Saints have to do. But again, it's going to be a really big fight. It's going to be a slugfest, and hopefully the Saints are able to come out on top. Now, the Saints have came up on top in those games in the past, while the 49ers really haven't. So I think that's going to be very interesting when we look at that with our intriguing matchups coming up next. But before we do, here's a word from our sponsors at Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for the events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section or row of your choice all in the Vivid Seats mobile app. To make things even better, Vivid Seats now has a loyalty program that allows fans to earn credit back. This is called Vivid Seats Rewards. Go to the App Store or the Google Play Store and download the Vivid Seats app today. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards program for free. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee from the biggest concerts, end games, to the hottest theater shows and more. Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and join the Vivid Seats Rewards program today. And when it's time to buy, new users enter the promo code OVERTIME at checkout to receive a discount up to $100. It really is a great program a really great app so definitely check vivid seats out they really know what they're doing and i always go there when i'm looking for saints tickets or obviously other tickets in the new york area it's just really a good place to go welcome back into the hoodat discussion and now we are going to get into our intriguing matchup starting with our first matchup with the saints offensive line versus the 49ers defensive line i think this is really interesting 
It's going to be a great matchup. Looking at the Saints' offensive line, now you're probably going to get Armstead back, so that's going to be really big. And then your your guards are still going to have Easton there, which is he's going to have to win. He's going to have to go, probably go up against either DJ Jones or DeForest Buckner, and he's going to have to win, and he's going to have to hold his own there. Now, he's going to get help, but you have to hold your own there if you're Easton. Then you have McCoy, who I'm very confident in now as a rookie. I think he's played really good this season over my expectations. Then you're swinging over to the right guard with Walford, Pro Bowler, he should be good. And then Ramchek, who's been really your all-pro. So I'm very confident in the Saints' um, offensive line, but this defensive line is scary. you got Nick Bosa, you have D Ford, you have Eric Armstead, you have um, DeForest Buckner, DJ Jones, Solomon Thomas. These guys are going to pin their ears back, and they're going to try to get to the QB. Now, the Saints have done good against good pass rushers in the past. They went up with guys against, like, Shaquille Barrett. You have Chandler Jones. They went up against, obviously, with um, Jadavion Clowney. They played J.J. Watt. They went up these guys, and they were able to to at least they were able to slow them down. So that's really good. But then you had games like against the Falcons where you're not able to just blow up, basically, and you give up uh, sacks to guys like Grady Jarrett. And with those teams, and, you know, they have a huge day. You know, Vic Beasley. But... I think that, look, the Saints, that that was the exception to the rule. For the most part, the Saints have been able to stop really good lines, and will continue. I think it's going to be really interesting. These guys have been able to get to the quarterback consistently, so you got to give them a lot of credit there. But the Saints' offensive line has been able to stop a pass rush to get to Drew Brees consistently as well. Drew Brees is going to get the ball out quick, or at least he's going to try to, which I think is going to help, and I think that's going to slow down this 49ers um, defensive line. Now, will they get no sacks? Probably not. They probably will get their sacks. They'll get their uh, hurries. They'll get their pressures. They're going to have a good game probably. But I think overall, the Saints will be able to contain them and not let them blow up the game. You can't let it happen like against Dallas, like last year, where they just completely blew up the game. If that happens, Saints will lose. But I don't think it will. Again, I really like that Armstead's coming back. Your tackles are good. I'm worried about the inside because the inside, when Drew Brees, that's his key. Because he's obviously, he's if he gets that pressure up the middle, really any QB, but especially Breeze, if he gets that pressure up the middle, then you start seeing games get blown up. And that's what's going to happen if that if you see Buckner get to the get to the inside. You have maybe Armstead on stunts. He's been able to do that. And you have these guys that are just, they're there. And they're playing great football. You're looking at the stats for these guys. First of all, Nick Bosa is probably going to be Defensive Rookie of the Year. He has eight sacks. Then you're looking at a guy like DeForest Buckner, who's been able to stop the run really well. And he also has six and a half sacks. Eric Armstead, who's just this freak of nature, and he has been able to put up 10 sacks, which, again, that's obviously really good. He's a freak of nature, 6'7", 290 pounds. He's going to come up. He's going to play. And however they're going to switch up this defensive line, they're probably going to be able to get sacks at least a few. But if they can't, like, you can't see a six-sack day. Maybe a two-sack day, I think that's what it's going to be. Maybe Armstead gets to him once, Bosa gets to him once. But I think overall the Saints are going to be like fine because I think that the interior I think it's just going to do just enough I think that's the key if the Saints are able to just hold up the interior maybe a few of your tackles maybe they get one sack there maybe an interior one sack but for the most part I think the Saints will step up and be able to throw the ball short passes I think Kamara is going to be a real key to this one and I don't think they have a real guy to just completely stop Kamara in their tracks if Kamara's playing at his high level that he usually plays at. Maybe in the past they do, or when Kamara hasn't been playing that good, they do. But I don't think overall that if you see Kamara play at that uh, Seahawks level or even close to that Seahawks level, 
no one's stopping him on this this linebacking core. I don't think that this linebacking core is just this great. It's definitely their worst group of their um, defense. That doesn't mean it's bad. It's just their worst group. Fred Warner, he just won Defensive Player of the Month. And he's a linebacker, but you're looking at the other guys like Dre Greenlaw, Aziz Al-Sher. They're not your household names, especially from that um, that linebacker position, especially Sher, who really hasn't played as much. And he's a rookie, so you can definitely see him um, get exposed maybe. And then Dre Greenlaw, who, again, he's the, he's got 53 tackles, which is a good amount. He's been solid, but he's not, I would say, a household name. He's not Bobby Wagner, I'd say. And you look at Fred Warner, he's really been their middle linebacker. He's been the guy that... It's been a big X factor with 71 tackles, three forced fumbles. He's been a great player. He's had, obviously has a nose for the ball. So he's kind of their Demario Davis. But really after that, who you have after that? Now, who the Saints have after that? We'll get into that later when we talk about the linebacker groups. But again, I think the Saints could take that advantage if they're able to throw the ball short to Kamara, throw the ball short to Cook. I think they can make this a, a very just uh, a possession game. I'm sorry. Um, just time possession you know, drain the clock, get your points when you need to be, long drives, and they're able to get this win. This reminds me a lot of that game they played last year in Baltimore. They're just able to grind it out, and I think that it could come down to that, and I think that's going to be a really big game to look at there. Our second um, matchup is going to be Michael Thomas, uh, probably against Richard Sherman for most of the day. Richard Sherman, look, I know that he's obviously getting a little on the older side, but he's still a force to be reckoned with. He's got three interceptions, 10 pass defenses. He's been really good. I know he's 31, but still, he's a player that can come up in here and do definitely break a game up, especially can he stop Michael Thomas full? I don't know, but if you bring that second guy over, yeah, he could. And again, he's kind of a guy like Akeem Talib, who in the NFC Championship game um, was able to stop Michael Thomas with help. Now, if they're going to give him help, they probably will run a similar... Um, they'll probably run a similar system than what the, the Rams did on in that game, and they can, they stop Michael Thomas. So they'll probably do a similar thing there. They'll probably press him up front and have help over the top, and Sherman could do just fine. But he's still, he's on the older side, and if they choose to put him one-on-one, you're going to see Michael Thomas probably win. And I think Michael Thomas has gotten better since last year. So it's going to be interesting to what they do here. Maybe they were going to try to double Kamara because they don't have like a really good one-on-one matchup. They could be confident in Sherman to win this one-on-one matchup. But I think if they just put a one-on-one no help, Michael Thomas is going to win it. Richard Sherman's not at that Legion of Boom level he once was. And even though he's still been very good, I don't think that he is like this, this best cornerback in the league anymore. I don't think he's that player. Now, he's played at a very high level. I think he's still a great corner, but I don't think he's at that best cornerback in the league. And again, I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see what Michael Thomas to do as the best receiver. I think it's going to be a battle, but I think if they went one-on-one, I think Michael Thomas is going to win it. But if they give help over the top, it's going to be tough for Michael Thomas. Someone else is going to have to step up. That's why I talk about Kamara and Cook, because if you have two, those two guys step up, you could see a lot better. Um, then maybe you stop double-teaming Michael Thomas. You have to give more help to the other guys. And that's when you see then Michael Thomas open up. And just it happened, it happened in the Seahawks game. Late in the game, Michael Thomas stepped up. Because Kamara was doing so good, then you had to give more attention to him. And like all that stuff comes together. And I think it's going to be really interesting. And then also, it's going to be how the other receivers play. We talked about Cook and Kamara as obviously both for Kamara running and receiving. And Cook obviously receiving. But how is Traquan Smith going to do it? Now, the Saints are without Keith Kirkwood for the rest of the season. It's going to be tough. And again, it's just there no helps coming for this receiving core. Most likely, they're not going to sign Des Bryant or another player. So this is kind of your group. Now we'll see what they're able to do. But I think it's going to be really interesting when looking at this um, this matchup because it could be if you can't get open, it's going to be tough to win this game. Now the Saints are going to have to get guys open, and um, I think Michael Thomas, if he gets those one-on-one matchups, he will get open. But most likely, if they double him, 
then you need other guys to get open. Will it be Traquan Smith have his coming out game? Will it be Ted Ginn not dropping the ball against his old team? We'll have to see. Our final matchup is going to be over on the defensive side for the Saints, and it's going to be Von Bell versus George Kittle, because most likely, especially with the Saints having two linebackers out, that means you're going to have to see Manti Teo. Probably he's not going to be guarding Kittle. You hope not. So you you want to see guys like Bell step up and guard him, and Bell's done a very good job against tight ends. He's been really good in coverage. He's really gotten better. you got to give him a ton of credit. But, I mean, you got to obviously, if you're going to look at this team and this 49ers team, George Kittle is a big part. So I think it's very interesting to look what he's able to do this season. He's at 54 catches, 687 yards. He's got three touchdowns, but he was out for a few games, I believe two games. So, again, but he when he plays, he's going to be a big instrumental part to this team. And, look, last week, he wasn't. He only had two catches on four targets, 17 yards. The 49ers offense did not play very good. So maybe he, you know you have these you have um you have to stop him obviously to stop the um the four the 49ers. They he really when you're looking at when these teams when he wins, he's putting up big games. They win 37 to 8 against Green Bay. He has six catches, 130 yards and a touchdown. Then you look at the game against the the Cardinals, he has six catches, 80 yards and a touchdown. Game against the the Panthers when they won big, he gets six catches, 86 yards. When he when they win and especially when they win big and they control games against good teams, he's the main guy. So that's when Von Bell comes in. He's playing amazing. Now, Von Bell has the most fumbles recovered, and he's been really good in coverage, really good for pro football focus grade, and he's been just playing his best football of his career. So you got to give him a ton of credit to where he is, but he has to definitely get that better now. Look, he's been a good player, and he's been a great, strong safety, but this is where he really steps up, and he's going to play the best tight end in the league probably in this game. And if he can't win, look, they're probably going to, obviously it's all going to be changed up. Maybe they'll put a slot corner on him. Maybe they'll put... um. Bell, maybe they'll put a linebacker, which probably would be more like a Davis, because you don't want to see Manti Teo or Craig Robinson in that situation. Both guys can come up, and they can plug and play, but you don't want to see him against George Kittle. You'd like to see him in the run, and I think that could be an option for the Saints. And I, again, what I want to see from um, Manti Teo and um, Craig Robinson, if they can stop the run at the level that uh, Klein and Kiko did, that's all you want. Both of those guys, Klein and Kiko, are not really great in the in the passing game either, um, the pass defense. So you can kind of live with that, and you need Bell to step up. You need, you're need you probably going to have a nickel corner in there most of the time, so you don't have to have both Robinson and, um, and Teo out there at the same time. So you're going to need Johnson to step up. You're going to need Williams to step up. All those guys are going to have to play really good against Kittle because that's the key to stopping this team. If you're able to take away Garoppolo's security blanket then you're going to open up a lot of things. That means he's going to get that fast feet, he's going to force the ball, and that's when interceptions and turnover happen. So I think that's going to be really big looking at that matchup. So now we are going to get to our group-by-group preview in this one, and these two teams are really good. They're close, and I think when looking at it, when we go down the list, as you'll see these groups, it's a lot of pushes, it's a lot of really close, I don't know which way to go. So I think it's going to be really interesting when we go down the groups start we're going to start with our qbs go through our skill position group offensive line then flip it over to the defense defensive line linebackers secondary then we'll finish off with coaching and special teams and after that i will give my uh, projected score in this one to see um who's going to win this one so we'll start with qb as we always do drew Brees versus jimmy garoppolo and i'll go drew Brees over in this one i think look i'll take the veteran drew Brees is not going to make that big mistake in a tough and um a clutch situation jimmy garoppolo may and I think that's kind of just where this game may come down to is who's going to make the more mistakes, especially in a field position game. That could be a big issue. 
But I do think that if it was a field position game, who's going to have the who's going to win the turnover battle? Probably is going to win the game. That's kind of what I'm thinking, and I think that Garoppolo is more prone to turn over the ball over than Drew Brees is. So that's why I'll take Brees over Garoppolo. But Garoppolo, I mean, you're looking as of late. I mean, especially on the road, he has not been that good. Now, he uh, on the road last week, he was only 15 completions, 165 yards. So he was not good um, last week on the road. And, you know, he's played a lot of home games. And before that, and look, he wasn't really that good against the, the, the Green Bay. And he's definitely struggled a bit. So, again... He's been up and down. Now, look, he's coming in before last week's game. Like, I mean, he had a, he's been really good against the like Cardinals, but that's not really, you know, it's kind of just like, okay, they're the Cardinals. And look, I know it's a division game, but they were close in both those games, Cardinals. It's a lot, lot like where the Saints were close with the Falcons and all those teams. Division games are tough, and um, so you got to give them credit. But it's the Cardinals, and they obviously are prone to giving up a lot of points. He's been kind of up and down Garoppolo, but when he's played good, this team's played really good. And then when he didn't play so good, like last week, you see her just like kind of just was like he kind of was just like a non a non factor. That's when you see the 49ers often struggle a bit. Flipping over to Breeze, now look, these last few games he hasn't played the best. He played really good against the car uh, against the Carolina, the Panthers. He went up over 300 yards, three touchdowns. Played really good against Tampa Bay. Those two games against Atlanta though, a little shaky. Uh, I mean, he didn't play awful in the game they lost. I think just the game blew up on them, but he still didn't play great. And last week, I don't think he played that good. I know he had drops and, uh, you know, a couple of things that didn't go his way, but still I don't think it was a vintage Drew Brees game to say the least. The two games before that were also against division opponents that aren't so good, but I think it's going to be really interesting to what he can do against a really good defense. You obviously want to see better than 18 for 30 for 185 yards and a touchdown, which looks a lot a lot like how Garoppolo played last week, so it's not that wasn't very good. But if he can have a game where he throws no picks and he's able to move the ball down the field, throw a few touchdowns, you're going to see the Saints win this game probably. If he could just take care of the football, it's going to go a long way to a Saints victory. I trust Drew Brees to do that more than Jimmy Garoppolo, so that's why I'll give the Saints the edge there. Skill position players. Again, this is going to be another really interesting group. Very close because the Saints have the Stars. They have the Kamara. They have the Thomas. But the 49ers have a ton of depth. First of all, Coleman, Breda, Mozart. That's a really good trio there. And that, I think, would stack up against Saints Kamara and Murray, especially how Kamara is not running the best as of late. So I think that's kind of a push there. Then you look at the receivers. They have Manuel Sanders, not even close to Michael Thomas. He was there, kind of midseason pickup. Marquis Goodwin, Debo Samuel, not really that good. You have Michael Thomas is so much ahead of all those other guys that you want to, and it kind of makes up for the Saints' lack of depth. You kind of put the Saints, kind of put maybe a push there as well. George Kittle, I think, is better than Cook, but Kittle is coming in questionable. It's probably going to be a little banged up. Cook has played good of late, just dropped the just touchdowns in the red zone, takes those stupid plays out. I'll take Kittle, but it's going to be really close. And maybe at the end, I do take Kamara over, Kamara and Murray over Coleman, Breda, and Mosert. Most likely, Mosert won't play as much because Coleman's in, Breda's in. So it's really tough, really tough. I really, I think Kamara's going to play better. And that's why I'm going to push this one and not give it to the 49ers. Really close. Another really interesting matchup. If you want to give it a push, I'm fine. But uh, if you don't want to give it a push and give the edge to the 49ers, I I could see that. But I'm going to go push um, here. It's two really close teams when it comes to the Saints are top heavy. And then the 49ers are more evened out. So it's a little different to stop either of these teams. Both teams will have different game plans to stop the skill position players. 
I mean, I think both teams are kind of set up to do so, but I think it's going to be really interesting to see. It's really who's ever going to win these matchups because you're looking at, you're going to probably have Lattimore on Sanders, and then you'll probably have Debo Samuel with um, uh, Apple, I'm sorry, there. And you have Goodwin's also there. They have a lot of, but I feel like the Saints have the depth in the secondary to match up really well against this receiving corpse, and I think Bell would match up pretty well against Kittle with help. So, again, I, I really think the Saints match up well, but then you also got to look at the 49ers, who I think match up well with um, Thomas and Sherman. They'll probably go at it. They're a pretty good matchup there. And then you're looking at guys like Warner on Kamara, and you're just looking at this like, damn, this is going to be a really good matchup between probably the two t- best teams in the um, NFC, or at least two of the top three teams in the NFC. So I think, again, it's going to be a really close matchup, and I think both teams match up well. So that's why I'm just going to give it a push in this one. Offensive line, another really close battle. The Saints have the last three years one of the best offensive lines in all of football. Then you're looking at the 49ers. I mean, look, they've came in here. They've done a really good job. Last week, they really weren't as good. So I think when you're looking at it, again, I'll take the Saints in the slightest of edges. Very close. But I think the Saints, they've went up against harder defensive lines and succeeded more than the 49ers have. 49ers really haven't played that tough of lines. They played about two, I would say. Um, especially lately, they uh, or three, if you want to say the, the Seahawks are, and they didn't do very good in two of those three games. The Seahawks, they lost. Ravens, they lost. That's what I'm saying. They did beat the Packers, who definitely have a good defense. That's also at home, though. It's going to be, it's again, I'm just going to go the Saints because I've seen them play tougher Lions, and they've succeeded. They played the Cowboys. They played the Seahawks. Just they're the Bears, some really good defensive lines, and they're able to completely stop them. So, again, going to be a interesting game but i think overall the saints will be able to or a really interesting match between these two but i think the saints will have the slightest edge in this one moving over to the defense here i'm going to give the edge to the 49ers with this defensive line their defensive line as much as i want to see the saints look is great cameron jordan's probably the best defensive lineman out of all these guys but the niners and i think i think the saints have a ton of depth probably the second most definitely with the niners just i mean they have the most by far you have Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, D Ford. Those three guys are all stars. And you would have one guy that's not even going to start for them. It's crazy. DeForest Buckner has been really good. DJ Jones, good player. The Saints, now look, you have Davenport playing at a good level right now. He's got six sacks, but that's not the eight that Bosa's put up. That's not, you know, Armstead putting up 10. And, you know, D Ford, another really good player, and he's been able to put up six and a half sacks. It's, you have these three guys that are just. Just solid, solid players. And I'll take them over the Saints three, which I would say would be Jordan, um, Davenport, and then also Trey Hendrickson. It's just you're going to take the 49ers over them, even though Jordan's probably the best out of all of them. And he can wreck the game just as much as any of those other guys. But solid. They're really solid on the edges. Really, really good. And they also have Solomon Thomas. So their backups are would start for most teams. And their backups for this team, which is crazy. Their interior is also really good. Buckner is really good. Jones is really good. Now, the Saints have a good interior with Rankins and Brown. They've played at a really high level. But, again, I, I just think that the Niners, kind of like how the Saints have the edge maybe in the quarterback, or uh, it, it's very tough. But I'm going to give the Niners the edge. They have a really – they have a good line. Now, the Saints, obviously, they're playing at such a high level, this defensive line. And I don't want to knock them at all because they played so good. But the Niners have played just a bit better. So I think that's really interesting there. Linebackers, I'm going to go here. It's, again, very close. You have Fred Warner playing at a really high level. Demario Davis playing at a really high level. It's kind of a drop-off after that. 
but the Saints losing Kiko and Klein, I'm going to give the edge to the 49ers slightly. Because if the Saints don't have both of those guys, you're plugging in two guys that they know the system, but they haven't played that much in it. Again, I will take the Saints. It's, I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints um, Saints did very good in this one. They outplayed the 49ers linebackers. But again, I'll take the 49ers in this one. I think they just have an edge. You have Tamari Davis playing at such a high level and really been the emotional heartbeat of this team. Fred Warner just won um, the Defensive Player of the Month for the NFC. Really good player. These two guys are going to probably be the keys to their their groups here. It's probably whoever plays better is going to win this game or is going to win this matchup here. But I'll, I'll go the 49ers just because they have a little more depth. And they have a, after that first really main probably pro bowler this year, then you see a little drop-off um, for the 49ers and obviously a drop-off for the Saints as well. Saints are losing their two other starters. 49ers have them. So that, that's where I'm going to really give the 49ers the edge there. And then secondary, again, both teams have solid secondaries. Lattimore and Sherman going up against each other. You could probably take either or. Lattimore's on the uprise. Um, Sherman's on the downturn. But really, at the, these points in their career, they're about equal. And both have been playing at a good level. Jimmy Ward is a free safety. is a really good free safety. But you know what's also a really good free safety? Is Marcus Williams. So again, I think it's going to be really interesting how these two match up. I think they're kind of equal here. You have Emmanuel Mosley and Eli Apple going at it. Two solid corners. Now, again, you want to really who these uh, two players and who they're gonna, who's going to really get the edge here. If you're seeing that Eli Apple of old, who was playing before last week, you would say, yeah, great. Yeah, I'll take Eli Apple over Mosley. But if you were saying the Eli Apple now, who just got you know penalized three times in last week's game, gave up eight catches, you're like, I don't know. So that's why I'm going to give that kind of a push there. And then you have Bell versus Tart, uh, Jacuzzi Tart, uh, Jaskai Tart. Uh, sorry if I'm not pronouncing his name correctly. But then you have Bell there, both really kind of good players that are able to do some good things. Now he's questionable coming into this game. But still, I'll take Bell probably over that. I'm, I'll still give it a push. It's just you're not going to put a safety at the secondary. I know Bell's very good, and he's played at a high level, and he's probably played better than Tart. But overall, you have just all these guys going back and forth. I don't. I mean, Apple, Mosley, maybe you give the edge to Mosley because how Apple didn't really play that good uh, to this point. But again, I think it's going to be interesting to where these two guys step up. I'm, I, I just can't. I got to give it a push. These, these teams are so close, and every matchup's so close, but I'll give it a push here. Maybe a slight edge to the Saints, but still, I think, a push there. And I think really what's going to probably help the Saints in this one, going on to our special teams group, I think they have the edge here. Robbie Gold is probably going to come back and play this one, which is interesting there. See what he's going to do. But I'll take Will Lutz over him. Now, Gold is the veteran, but Lutz is definitely the better kicker. So I think that's interesting there. And then I'll take Morstead over Mitch Wisnowski, who's, again, not been bad. But, I mean, I think the Saints do have the better special teams group. And then if they're able to get Deontay Harris back, which they should, that helps them with the kick return, punt return. I think they're better than what the 49ers putting out there and what Hardy's been able to do on the punt defense. I'll take the Saints in that one. And then coaching, what the game will probably come down to is that the Saints are ready to play in this one and the 49ers are ready to play in this one, which they probably will both will be, so that that preparation probably will be there. It's going to be the in-game adjustments, going to be all that stuff. And who am I going to take? Am I going to take Kyle Shannon, the new coach, the new guy on the block, or am I going to take the veteran with Sean Payton, and I'm going to take the Super Bowl champion, Sean Payton, in this one? So now down to the final score, my predicted score in this one. Obviously really close as what we saw through the group-by-group group preview here, but I'm going to take the Saints in this one, 27-24. Close game, probably come, come down to a Will Lutz field goal at the end. 
I think Drew Brees will do just enough for the Saints to win. I think this defense will do just enough for the Saints to win. And I think Sean Payton and this coaching staff will do just enough to win. Saints control their destiny in this one. I think they see such a good opportunity playing at home. I don't think they mess this one up and they get this win. So before we wrap up this edition of the Houdat Discussion, we are going to answer our only Houdat Nation fan question for the week. This question was from SaintsFan9, and he asked, with Keith Kirkwood missing the rest of the season, do you see the Saints picking up another receiver? And this is kind of what I think. I think it's kind of too late in the season to pick up a receiver, so these are probably the skill position players we're going to go out with into the playoffs and so on for the Saints. I mean, would I like to sign Des Bryant at this point? I would. I mean, what's the worst thing that happens? He's not good and you just cut him. I mean, there are other probably receivers out there. I think Dante Moncrief's available. But all those guys, I just don't see Sean Payton going out of his way to sign him and then trying to get them all implemented into the Saints' offense just for like three, four games and then the playoffs. Now, I think it would be smart, but at the end of the day, I just don't see that as probably the biggest, the best option for the Saints and the most likely option for the Saints. I mean, it's better to spend that time just developing Traquan Smith and what you've got there than getting a whole new guy, having him learn the system, and then implementing him to the offense. It's going to be a little more difficult at this point of the season where you only have four games left and then you have playoff games, which you, you can't have any mistakes really in, especially with like knowing routes and stuff. So can they sign a Des Bryant? They could, and I would like them to, but I just don't see the logistics really working out at this point. The Saints are probably going to go in with Michael Thomas, Ted Ginn, Traquan Smith, and then maybe they bring up um, an Emmanuel Butler from the practice squad, but most likely this is kind of the guys that you're going with at this point. So with all that said, I think it's time to wrap up this podcast. If you enjoy what we're doing here at the Houdat Discussion and haven't followed us on our various social media platforms, you can follow us on Twitter at the Houdat Dis, on Instagram at Houdat Discussion, and then also you could subscribe to anywhere you listen to your podcast. So that means iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. We are on all of those sites. Again, huge game for the Saints this week. I'm so excited for this game. Probably going to be the most impactful game of the year. If they win this one, they have the fast track to the one seed and the playoffs going through the big easy. So with all that said, I want to say thank you, finish the deal, and who dat? Hey, you are safe, yeah.